Yeah, man, let's do this. How appropriate, man. Back in the saddle, season two. Yep, leads us right into season two. Todd and Jay live in the basement. Welcome. Missed, missed everyone out there. I know. Welcome back, everybody. How long has it been? Oh, Six months? Yeah. Way too long. Way too long. Last one we did was on Christine's birthday, wasn't it? Yeah. We did our... I know. I talked to her at work a couple of times. She was like, I kind of felt like I jinxed the whole podcast because that was the last one. Oh, no. No, we're I was back. like, oh, no. I said, that was the end of season one. Now we're back. Summers tend to get a little crazy. Yeah. Big time. So what's up, brother? Well, nothing. I th- we're going to a concert. Yes. Friday. Mike Massé. Mike Massé. Mm-hmm. Like the pool shot. We've talked about him on the show before. Um, and a while back. And he does a lot of acoustic stuff. So I thought we'd even, Like primary. Yeah. That's... Right. So even though that song, that Aerosmith was not acoustic, I just thought it was a perfect... That was just appropriate for the show. Yeah. Yeah. Kick it off with a bang. So we're going to go see Mike on... Um, Friday at the Ark. Yeah, so I figured we could do an episode just talk about acoustic songs. Yeah, perfect. Man. I think I think sometimes Dig we're going to use the word acoustic loosely because not all right tracks are completely hundred percent. But we'll talk about Mike and his stuff too, and yeah, get, and get some of his music out there. So I should shoot him a text, see if we can say let, hello or yeah. something, man. Yeah. Anyway, that would be great. Well, I mean, I, I'm going to let him know anyways so that we're finally <laughs> finally yeah. doing the interview that we did with him. Nice. Let me punch up that. Playlist. Why don't you cue it up, man? You want to start with the interview? Yeah, why not? We may as well pop the interview and then we'll head on to some uh, acoustic stuff. All right, I, got, I have to find it. Keep talking. Oh, there <laughs> hello, it is. Hello, hello. So this was an interview that we were supposed to do, but you and I were supposed to do with them. Right. And lines of communication got crossed as things, you know, happen. And so at we were supposed to do it, and then I never heard back from him, so I just pretty much kind of like wrote the whole thing off and right. then he sends me a message saying hey are we still doing the interview at you know in five minutes i was like oh i think it was like 10 or 11 o'clock at night or something wasn't it, was it? 10 30 yeah. because he's in um colorado right so yeah so i quickly scrambled and put everything together yeah. so the interview itself might come off a little disheveled but oh well done i liked it i enjoyed it okay. but i like him though yeah he's really cool i mean he even broke out his guitar mid-interview right so, um, so give us, give us a scoop on him again. Cause you're the one who introduced him to me. Yeah. So Mike is a guy who started out in Utah as an attorney and his buddy who plays bass as an attorney. And, um, he just loves music. They're just playing at a local pizzeria place and he decided he wanted to make this his career and abandoned, you know, the legal industry, moved to Colorado and now, you know, he's living his dream. Right. I mean, that is the dream, right? He's living like, a lot of people's yeah, dream. <laughs> right. It's pretty impressive. Walk away from your job and start playing music for a living. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he's happy, obviously. Yeah, very much. But he's traveled abroad. You know, he's played in England and all over the place. Super nice guy. Really talented. Yeah. He's got a great vocal range. Yeah. He's, we'll play some of his stuff. Yeah, he's really good. I like him. I yeah. enjoy listening to him. Yeah, he's a good guitar player. So, he's just a nice guy. Cool. All right, so you want to play it? Yeah, let's roll the interview, man. All right. Hit it. You are semi-live with Todd and Jay in the basement. (laughs) Can you hear it okay? Yeah, we're good. You're coming to the Ark in Ann Arbor. Yes. On uh, August 9th of this year. Yes. So 
I'm excited about that. Did you did you see me when I came through any of the last? I've been through three times now. Yeah, I know you you've come through town, and every time it's I find out after the fact. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. that's all for us is getting the word out. But I mean, we've had we've had really good turnouts for all three shows. They've basically all been kind of sold out like capacity. So we we kind of upped our game a little bit this time and decided to rent out the arc because it's a little bit bigger and a little nicer. And so we're gonna we're gonna do a proper show. We, the venues we've had so far have been. Um, They've been nice and accommodating, but they've been just kind of a little bit smaller than, and a little bit lacking in the in the sound department. I think so. This will this will be a really nice experience for the for the Michigan folks who who haven't seen me, and, and for those who have, I, um, I hear great things about the sound of the arc. So I'm excited. This will be my first show attending, cool. seeing anything there. Oh, right on. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, what are you bringing with you? Uh, just myself and. <laughs> Um, I think Sterling's coming. Um, if I sell enough tickets, I'm going to bring Sterling out, <laughs> basically. Um, and um, Sterling Connum, he's on my YouTube channel with me. He plays on a lot of the songs with me. Um, I'm bringing my guitar, and I'm bringing my guitar synthesizer, and my stomp pedal, which is what I travel with. So my stomp pedal's kind of fun. It's just like a little kick drum sound. I play with my left foot on, so on certain songs that lend themselves to that. And kind of, you know, it's a little bit of a one-man band atmosphere going on when I do that, but it's kind of cool. It just kind of fills out the sound. Especially if I'm by myself and I don't have a bass player, it's nice to have a little bit of low end there, you know, in the kick drum. I think what Todd and I like about you, among so many other things, is that you started in one career path. You're an attorney, correct? Yes, correct. I was a public defender, yeah. Right. And you have this passion for music. And Todd and I, Todd's a musician, he's a guitar player. Um, we're both paramedics, though, so we started in medicine but we have this real passion for music as well. So that transition from going from, you know, one career to what you really feel, you know, what you really reach out for in your heart. And yeah. to see you start achieving that success. Yeah, and I think, I think what, what a lot of people responded to from my YouTube channel, you know, we just set up a camera and started, you know, filming gigs. Back in, I think it was about 2008, I started filming gigs and just posting the highlights and, um, I think what people kind of appreciated from that was, you know, I was a public defender and my bass player, Jeff, that's in most of those videos with me, Jeff Hall, Jeff he's, Hall. A, he's a prosecutor, yeah. So we were two attorneys kind of doing it on our off time, you know, just like at night. I think a lot of people kind of really dug that aspect of it where it was just sort of like pretty low-key and pretty casual. I mean, we're, we're obviously dressed really casually and, uh, and um, eventually, you know, we just kind of started getting to this groove where we were... You know, we didn't really care how many people showed up in the restaurant. We were just kind of playing for YouTube, you know, in our minds. So, um, you know, we started posting songs, and it was, yeah, it worked out really well. I, I think, yeah, I think people just kind of dug the fact that it was just a couple of dudes, you know, a couple of attorneys just kind of um, on a night off, you know, just, just playing, doing what they love. And, and I think that's kind of cool. I, I don't think you have to ultimately end up doing what I did, which was, like, quit the day job and just do music full time. I mean, I think that's kind of, you know, a nice thing to to be able to do, but it's not, I don't think that's realistic for most people. I think most people, I think the idea for them is just like, just the inspiration and that like, yeah, I have a day job and, and, but music may be my first passion and I don't have to give that up. I can still, I can still make a statement with music, even if I have a day job. And that's kind of what I was doing. You know, I just kind of did it on my own. I think there's some phenomenal moments where you're playing it. Is, is pie pizzeria? Is that the name of it? Yeah. Pie. And we'll hear you playing and then you'll hear an order up in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think those are the best moments that come yeah, up with yeah. it. Um, kind of scattered yeah. And some of the things I've loved are when you and Jeff are playing Rocket Man, 
and he he does winds up doing a that I paused that I completely said the wrong song by the way it was not Rocket Man I was thinking of I was thinking of um, Space Oddity oops it, it drives me crazy that that's in the interview Rocket Man Space so Oddity right in the middle of it and just it's killer and he's being so, nice and just nodding along yeah, yeah, like it's right. Fun. right so what are you guys planning on doing or you personally where are you going from here going to continue you because you've since moved to Colorado correct yeah yeah um I wasn't sure how to take that question. Like, <laughs> um, like well, I you're touring, so that's a huge thing. What's that? You're touring, so that's a huge oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't know if you meant literally, like, like where am I going, or like. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, from here, I have um, I'm doing a, a couple shows in New York at the beginning of in the beginning of April. Mm-hmm. Um, New York City. That's gonna be a lot of fun, and I'm doing that with like kind of the whole crew from my YouTube channel. Actually, oh, like wow. Jeff's gonna be. Jeff and Sterling are both coming, and and Brenda's gonna be there. She's gonna do like linger with us and stuff, and um, and my friend Scott Slusher's gonna come, and so yeah, we got we have a, a this <laughs> this uh, adorable young woman who um, was in the cast of School of Rock as one of the kids was a bass player. She's she's kind of become a friend and a fan of of I mean Sterling and I got to meet her last time we were in town, and anyway she's gonna sit in on a couple songs too and play some bass for us. That'll be fun. So her name's uh, Montgomery Land. So. Yeah, so we're gonna—it's just gonna be kind of like a little uh, Mike Musay and friends, and we're doing two different nights, and it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's, um, two different set lists, so it should be a lot of fun. And then, and then after that, I'm, I've got—I'm uh, um, going to the UK. I'm doing three nights in the UK. I'm doing London and Liverpool and uh, Dayton, kind of in the middle of the, of the country too. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. And that's not your first tour abroad. Uh no, I've played the UK a couple of times, and I've played the Netherlands, and I've played Germany. I've done some private stuff. I did a wedding in Italy, and I did a wedding in Switzerland. Um, I did a little tour of Australia. That was kind of fun. Um, yeah, I've just done kind of random here, places here and there, and and uh, and uh, yeah, I, I uh, it's the travel's kind of fun. I was never much of a traveler, you know. I was a typical American who like didn't even have a passport, you know, yeah. like for for the longest time, and uh, and and so the traveling's been kind of interesting for me because I've seen places I, I'm guessing I wouldn't have seen otherwise. It's been cool. I'm glad he was so talkative too, because he he's carrying this interview for me. Yeah, you didn't like have to pull anything out of him, so that no. was nice. So me geeking out, you've done some Radiohead covers, and you did a recover. You did a cover of uh, Paranoid Android. Mm-hmm. What? I mean, that's a really. I know that they really kind of took the Beatles style of like making like a pastiche and like combining multiple um, oh, yeah. songs. Did what I use was, the word pastiche? Well, what's that like to? to make it into a pure acoustic version. You know, I, I, I have to confess that um, I don't know that I would have taken it on had I not heard um, an acoustic Tom York performance of it. Really? Yeah, and and, um, and he did it, um, I don't know how often he's done it, but um, Neil Young has a, a, a benefit concert every year called right. from Bridge School, the Bridge right. School concert. Yeah. yeah. And I had a bootleg, I was, a, you know, in college I was a big uh, fish fan, and um, still am, but I used to collect fish concerts and dead concerts and stuff. And, but um, I I got a bootleg of a concert that where Fish had played at the at the at the concert at the sorry at the bridge school, and uh, they'd done this cool like uh, Cat Stevens cover of Sad Lisa with Sarah McLachlan that I thought was super cool. And so like my friend Lindy, uh, sorry my friend Wendy and I took that arrangement and, and kind of adopted it. But anyway, um, that at that same concert I think uh, um, Tom York performed. I think it was the same one. Anyway, um, I heard him do it. I was like, oh, that's really cool. I didn't I didn't really. You know, just to hear the guitar part kind of isolated, kind of what he played, assumingly, you know, 
and uh, to hear it like that kind of helped me, you know, obviously put it together that way. So I can't really take credit for the idea, but um, but you know, Jeff and I kind of put it together vocally and kind of tried to include what we thought was, you know, integral to the song. And it, yeah, it's a, I, I love my Radiohead covers. I mean, I mean, I love I love the Radiohead songs. I should say, I love covering them. They're just they're a lot of fun. Um, I I never tire of singing. Yeah. Anything you have coming up in the near future that we're going to see? Um, well, in terms of in terms of specifically Radiohead songs, I actually I want to do Street Spirit. I really want to do Street Spirit. I've, I've always loved that song. Oh wow! Um, and I've always wanted to do um, No Surprises too. That's that's a fun one. Um, there's a few others, but yeah, but um, yeah, I've got a ton of songs. I always have this like um, I may I maintain this playlist on my iPod, on my iPhone, <laughs> iPod. <laughs> Used to be my iPod, now it's my iPhone. Um, a playlist of, of just songs that I'm learning, basically. Um, one of the next things I'm doing, um, actually the next thing I'm recording, I think, is was suggested by somebody from Michigan, actually. I don't remember his name, but I think it was Mike McCarthy, actually. But he he said, um, he suggested that I do Hello by Lionel Richie. And I was like, huh. And then I started working on it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And so, yeah. And so I think my cover of Hello by Lionel Richie is, is I think it's going to turn out really well. I think people are going to really dig it. And so I'm, I'm I always... I'm always excited to get suggestions from people. I don't, you know, I don't play them all, but sometimes people will suggest something. I'll be like, yeah, you know, and they'll hit me at the right time. And I'll be like, yeah, let's do that right now. So yeah, that's, this is one of the situations where I was like, yeah, I took a fan, you know, suggestion and took it to heart. That would be a really, I think that'd be a really cool arrangement. Yeah, it is cool. Arrangement. It's something you don't, you don't think of until someone says it. And then yeah. once, once you hear it kind of come out in your head, like, yeah, I think that's actually, you know, I can see how that could translate. What yeah, in the hell like, am I talking you know, about? Uh, I have no idea. You know, piano, you know? <laughs> right. It's a and good so, thing he uh, talks just, a lot. You know, kind of it's just it's a minor bass, but it's got that nice dissonance of the. We've got the C and the B next to each other. You know that that. Wait a second. So that's basically the idea. Yeah, it's really and it, it just it builds really nicely and it's. Uh, it's really fun to sing. I love singing it, and, it's, and I think it fits my voice well. So I'm excited about it. But that was just like a recent thing I just kind of put together, and I've got other stuff I'm going to be doing. Uh, my next, actually, my next release is already recorded. It's uh, "Alone Again" by Dawkin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to admit I don't know it. Oh, okay. No worries. No worries. <laughs> That's a great song. How that reaction? I have a wide I still range, don't know it. Uh, but that one, yeah, yeah it's yeah, not yeah, in my wheelhouse. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of yeah. It's like. Uh, kind of either know it or you don't but it's um it was they're basically uh, an 80s kind of hair band you know like yeah. glam rock band from the you know heavy metal band from the 80s and, and that was like their big kind of like power ballad um it wasn't a huge hit for them by any stretch but um that's never stopped me before so he went from a lionel richie cover <laughs> to a docking I mean, I, I cover right metro today it's got know? range it's like, i'm not really going for the hits, you know i'm just doing the stuff i love but it's fun well if if todd were sitting next to me he's He's the kind of guy who, like, I think you'd be really surprised. His biggest person, his biggest idol is Steve Lukather. Oh, right on. Yeah. So he's going to be like, yeah, but you don't realize that Steve Lukather played on this and he played on this. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. He, and that's, it's kind of nice to bring that to what we're trying to put out there. And it really kind of expands our audience, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next time you're heading up the interviews. Know, but they don't know, really know what, they, yeah, oh, yeah. what they've actually been listening to. Oh right, 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 yeah, yeah. He's played on everything. I was reading his. I read his book. Um, yeah, his, his autobiography is really good. Uh, what is his it book really oh, is good. Oh, 
Gospel according to Luke. The Gospel according to Luke. It is good. <laughs> the Gospel of Luke. Gospel of Luke. Maybe. I can't remember what it's called, but something along those lines. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, it, he played on everything. Toto, those, those guys were like kind of the go-to studio musicians for right. a long time. Yeah. And, 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 and then they just kind of you know, hooked up and made a band and kind of grabbed whoever else was around and, and put the band together. They almost, in the book he talks about, like they were basically a couple of days away from having Michael McDonald as their singer instead of Bobby Kimball at one point, but he had, he literally like just accepted a gig with the Doobie Brothers, and so they just missed him. Otherwise, he was like, oh, that would have been great. So like Mike, Michael McDonald could have been the singer of, the, of Toto, you know, just like weird coincidences like that that just kind of work out. But um, but yeah, they yeah they were just studio guys and and um, and they're really awesome awesome players. But they played all different kinds of styles, and you know they did you know he played on like Physical by Living Newton John, you know he played on. Um, yeah, those Todd said that too, and he's also mentioned Michael McDonald in yeah, the same yeah, yeah, breath. Yeah, they played on a bunch of. Um, they played on Thriller, you know, Michael Jackson's right. Thriller. Uh, of course, yeah. Humor player wrote, you know, uh, Human Nature. You know, they they contributed to the writing too, so it's, it's, it was cool. Yeah, so yeah, they they've done it all, and um, it's it's fun. It's good to see them finally getting the worldwide audiences and recognition that they've kind of always deserved. You know, they've kind of. Not like I'm not saying they've toiled in obscurity or anything like that, but they've just they've they've never been like the critical darlings, and 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 uh, now they're kind of getting that, you know. And it's good. They, it's a long time coming. Um, if you hear so some noise, it's Todd fixing my mic stand at the Ark mm-hmm. in Ann Arbor. Yeah, that's we, the anniversary of uh, the death of Jerry Garcia. Obviously. <laughs> well, we'll both be there. <laughs> right um, on. Hope you get a chance to say hi to you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Dan Polgerberg, what? What led you down that path and made you decide to record one of, one of his most well-known songs, obviously? Well, you know, I did the um, the cover leader of the band first, and um, I've done that one for a long time. And I think part of that was the fact that I had just moved to Colorado, and he says in the song, and I'm in Colorado. You know, like he when I'm not in some hotel, living out this life I've chosen, come, come to know so well. So, like, he talks about, because Dan Pogberg lived in Colorado for yeah. a long, long of his life. So that, that kind of, like, I'm saying, yeah, like I know. Was, <laughs> kind of a nice touch when I moved to Colorado, um, and then that that's that cover, my cover of Leader of the Band, um, just kind of took off virally in the Philippines lately, and so um, that's like my most popular video on my channel right now because of the Philippines uh, Leader of the Band. So I thought um, I'd always liked longer as well, and I, I learned it a long time ago. I'm like, well, that'd be kind of a fun, fun song to do, and I thought it'd be a good time to do it since you know people are interested in my Dan Fogler cover. So. And striking while the iron is hot, if you will. Yeah, yeah. You've said you've had some success in the Philippines. Apparently, yeah. I've got a bunch of people listening to me there now. Yeah, it's like I, I got more, I get more views out of the Philippines than I do the U.S. right now, which is kind of crazy to think about. But yeah. is there anything in common with how we've absorbed uh, Arnell from Journey <laughs> into our into our <laughs> culture? I think they're just, I think they're just real big music lovers. It's interesting because um, it's funny. Um, when I when I posted that song leader of the band a few years ago, my friend Scott Slusher, uh, he's local here with me. He did a an interview with the, with Dan Fogelberg's niece, and um, her name's Kate. She's here local, and he did this blog post where he interviewed Kate. And then at the end of the video, he posted a, a few other versions of covers of leader of the band, and one of them was happened to be these two dudes from the Philippines singing that song. So I think that song was just really popular in the Philippines. I think they really like Dan Fogelberg. And so it's just kind of funny. I look back on that now, and that was there three years ago. I'm like, oh, and that's the Philippines again. So yeah, it's just like, yeah. But I think they've always, I think they've always had a good appreciation for music there. Very cool. I don't know if you want to actually post this. We don't have to put this on the podcast. But um, everything that's going on with Noah, 
Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that's fine. Okay. Yeah, he's he's doing he's doing great. He's doing really well. Um, yeah, he was diagnosed with a brain tumor when he was 11 months old, yeah. almost a year. And now he's seven, and he's you know he's doing really well. He's he's seven grade. already. I feel like yeah. I've tracked that for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he had just turned one when I posted it, literally like the day you know. And um, I think I think actually this past year I posted uh, on his birthday this past year I posted my version of Let It Be. That was right. what I posted originally though. I but I posted my version of Let It Be with the orchestra that um, I recorded with in Denver with the Denver Pops and my my Beatles cover band the Rubber Souls. I posted that on the anniversary. I mean on his birthday this past year. So it's like whatever six years to the day that I posted the original Let It Be. It's kind of crazy. Cool. But yeah. He's doing really well. I mean, he still, you know, has some ongoing balance issues, and he's still behind in some ways. But he's super smart and super fun and cute and just great little guy and great person and loves to laugh and great little singer. He loves music. He adores music. I think he's going to be a singer if he wants to be. Yeah. Outstanding. Well, thanks for being with us. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get this out to everyone. Yeah, Uh, sure. Yeah, six months later. Last time, so Mike Massey, live at the Ark, August 9th. 2019. Yep. Todd and I will be there. Right on. And thanks for spending time. Yeah, we'll see you there. So yeah, that was it. Cool. Heck of a guy. Yeah, man, he's a nice dude. Hopefully, want... hopefully we get to say something to him and at least say hello and you know. Yeah, when we put this episode out, I'm going to shoot him a text. Message. Get a little face to face with him anyway. You know? Yeah. Heck, buy him a drink or something. Yeah. So. um no, I don't want Spotify. You want to play something by him? Yeah, man. You well, you know, I don't know if you have something queued up, but one my favorite is one of his uh his version of Africa by Toto. Have we I don't think we've played that on the show, have we? <laughs> I think we talk about a lot of Toto for some reason, I don't yeah. know why. Toto and bare naked ladies. <laughs> Who doesn't like bare naked ladies? Toto? <laughs> No. Yeah, this is this is um, probably one of his biggest. I, I don't know. I haven't looked at the YouTube numbers, but I bet you this one probably has more views than darn near anything else he does. Yeah. So, and this was before the whole big, um, the whole big craze with Weezer covering it, right? Um, because this is years and years ago that he put this out. Yeah, that's how you introduced me to him. Yeah, you showed him to me. I'm sure a lot of people have done that. Oh, let me fix this mic, please. Stop sagging. All right. My mic needs some Viagra or something. I know. It keeps creeping down. Echoing tonight She hears only whispers of Some quiet conversation She's coming in 12.30 flight The moonlit winds reflect The stars that guide me toward salvation I stopped an old man along the way to find some old forgotten words or ancient melody. He t-
turned to me as if to say Hurry boy, it's waiting there for you Dogs cry out in the night as they grow restless, longing for some solitary company. I know that I must do what's right, sure as Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus above the Serengeti. I seek to cure what's deep inside. You've got to be able to get up there for those notes. I was just going to say, he has got a high range. Yeah. can't wait for friday man if you guys you guys get a chance check this guy out man he's awesome just does covers of everybody's songs and turns them into acoustic covers and they're just amazing yeah he does some original stuff too he's got a few um does he have any like full-length albums out um we'd have to look we'd have to pull him up on i haven't seen that yeah not that i know of but so i mean i know his stuff's all over spotify yeah so, all right. So, what do you think about when you think acoustic songs and rock? Or 
So 80s was my time, man. That's when I was learning to play guitar. I was a teenager. So when acoustic comes up, it takes me back to where I think like all the hair bands started doing the acoustic thing. Yeah. And that was the MTV Live Music Awards, 1989. John Bon Jovi, Richie Sambor came out and did Wanted Dead or Alive with just those two and two acoustic guitars. And that kicked off like this whole craze of MTV Unplugged. Then you got Alice in Change, you got Nirvana, Bon Jovi, all these different bands. I think Kiss even did an MTV Unplugged. All of these bands doing that stuff. And then Tesla, Five Man Acoustical Jam. What a great album. But that's what, when you talk acoustic, that's what comes to my head. I mean, I know there's stuff like way before that. You got like the people from the 70s, James Taylor and Jim Croce and all that stuff. The singer-songwriter people. And I guess really that's where it came from. But I go back to being a teenager and wanted Dead or Alive watching those two do that. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. I'm seeing if I can find it. Uh, when was it from? 1989 MTV Music Awards. Uh, Living on a Prayer wanted... Uh, must, must be this one. No, YouTube, I don't want to take a survey. <laughs> I hope this is the right one. Love commercials. Because that's definitely not the song. <laughs> <laughs> Life Beat Concert 1996. So I don't think this is the same one. Welcome to Washington, D.C. Oh wait, is Richie Sambor even in this one? We're gonna oh, kick yeah, this off okay. for a couple yeah. acoustic versions. Um, yeah, because he's not in Bon Jovi anymore. Right. It's full of diehards out there. song to clap along to. Did you notice that? Yeah. I think they don't know what to do. Sambora.
So what's their feud? Uh, I think Richie's alcohol problem. Oh, really? Yeah. Did You've probably seen the video where they did it at the Palace in Auburn Hills, and then Kid Rock came out and played and sang with them. No, have I have that? not seen that. It's pretty fun. Really? Yeah. I'll have to look that up. I love... I think Richie Sambora's got a better voice than John Bon Jovi. I was, you know, I was just kind of thinking the same thing. Yeah, he's his vocals are just way better, more soulful. Right. He's got those growls. I actually wrote this in Richie's mom's basement. Really? Yeah. One of the most well-known songs of all time. I wrote it in his mom's basement. So this is a pretty faithful translation from from right. the electrified well because it uses an acoustic guitar in it anyway right? yeah the original's got the acoustic guitar in it right. already but then you've got acoustic songs that they try and change it up a bit right. they'll recraft it and I think the um, one of the big ones that I think of is when Eric Clapton did Layla yeah that's, that's the one that comes to my head alright John alright Rich I don't think that was the same one but still it's a great yeah such a rocking tune hey, it's it's just like that, you know. But that was like the first. I remember sitting watching that going, oh my gosh. Because I was just learning how to play guitar back then. And I think, so that was a year before I graduated high school. So every one of us, all my buddies that were learning to play guitar, we were all learning that song. Yeah. You know, that intro. And then they come out and do it acoustic on the MTV Music Awards. Well, I think we've talked about this before, but one of the first things I remember seeing, like, acoustic on MTV was LL Cool J doing Mama Said Knock You Out. That's right. I totally forgot about that one, but yeah. It was a trip. It was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I like it when people say, look what we can do, you know. Right. Doesn't all have to sound the same. There were so many MTV Unplugged. Yeah, I know. I I wish they still did them. Yeah, that was a great show. There's so many people I'd love now to mm-hmm. see it. I liked that one, and I liked the uh, where they would pair up two different, like a country and a rock artist. I forget what that was called, but they had some good ones on there too. Was it a show? Yeah, that they would match. It, it was up? like a concert, and they would like pair up. I don't know Brian Adams and Luke Bryan or somebody, and they would do like some of his songs and some of his songs. Yeah. But it was really good. That was a good show, too. I can't remember the name of it, though. Oh, that one I don't know at all. I need a cough button. I know, right? Uh, So here's Clapton doing Layla. Maybe? Oh, I. Yeah, because he came out with that acoustic album around that same time, too. Yeah, I mean, that really was like a big driver for it as well. And his has got to be probably one of the best selling ones, Mm -hmm. I would imagine. See if you can spot this one. All right, everyone's clapping like they knew it. Did you know, like, did that scream Layla to you, like, the first time you heard it? If you didn't know the name? I mean, can you, you can pick up I, on the arrangement? I knew it. I, from that intro riff, because of the song. I, I just know the song. I just think most those people clapping but, are just yeah, They're like, I don't think they had a clue. Right. I probably, I think by now I think I would have gotten it, but. What will you do when you lonely? No one waiting by your side You've been wrong Hiding much too long 
One thing I miss in this version, though, is I love the coda at the end of the original Layla. When it just, you know, the piano kicks in. Right. It always makes me think of the scene in Goodfellas where they finish blowing up a heist and then you just start finding bodies all over the place. That's what, that's the music they use for that. Oh, nice. Because Scorsese always does really good soundtracks. Yeah. He's got a new movie coming out on Netflix. Really? Yeah, so curious to see what he does for a soundtrack yeah, for that. He's got some of the best soundtracks. And it's actually Joe Pesci and De Niro and, oh, man. and Pacino. Nice. So, yeah, I cannot wait for that to come out. I think November? I haven't heard anything about this. It's called, it's called like, The Irishman or something. Hmm. It's like a $200 million movie that Netflix is producing. Movie or series? It's a movie. Nice. And I don't remember all the mythology of the song and who this is about. I should know, and I'm not going to Wikipedia it, but it's is about George Harrison's wife. George Harrison's wife. He was having an affair with George Harrison's wife. And then they wound up getting married, didn't they? I would have to. Yeah, we'd have to look into I that whole thing. Dig all of that up. but I've not heard from Clapton. Um, I think the biggest things he's done lately are the Crossroad Festivals. Are those still a thing? Um, he's not doing anything like Ringo Starr or anyone? I don't think so. Because, yeah, I feel like he fell off the face of the planet. Yeah, I think he does those, and he doesn't really tour, I don't think. I haven't heard anything about him. I'd love to go see him. He's one that I haven't seen yet. Yeah. But I'd love to go see that, but... I haven't heard anything about him coming to town or anything, so I'd love to go to that Crossroads Festival. Where is it? Do you know where they hold it? Uh, Chicago, I think, is where it's settled. I think it used to be in different places, but it's kind of sh- settled down into Chicago. Didn't Lollapalooza settle down in Chicago, too? I don't know. I thought there was a time when it was they were just doing it only in Chicago. Really? All right, what you got for me? Um, I was just going to send you a message. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right here. I know. So like everybody jumped on the acoustic bandwagon, I think after at some point in time, everybody Mm -hmm. started doing this acoustic stuff and there's this really good version of heart doing an acoustic version of love hurts and it's amazing. I don't know if you can find that one on there. Well, I can't type, first of all, because there's not two O's in love. And no no L. Well, if I can't find it, 
in Spotify though too. We can. So we've got the Nazareth version, of course. Right. Um, we can always try and find it on on YouTube. On the YouTube. The tube. The tube of you. Show all songs. Yeah, I don't see it. Jimmy Buffett. No, that's not the right thing. All right, let's see if we can find it. What did we do before all this cool stuff? All right, heart. Yeah, it should be on there. It comes up as heart love hurts unplugged. I'm typing, I'm typing. Ah, got it. Okay. Hopefully there's no... Okay. Bring up the volume here. Horribly underrated guitar player. Nancy Wilson is phenomenal, man. Not bad to look at either. Again, I wouldn't have known that was a song that was coming. Love in hearts, in the hearts. Those vocals, man. a little sadder a little more sourful I'm actually going to see Heart really uh, next month oh you did mention they were coming yeah. where are they playing Huntington is where I'm going my buddy grabbed us a couple of tickets we're going to go check them out I've never seen them so. that'll be a fun show oh yeah 
just hope they do crazy on you. I hope so. But I think that's my favorite. Yeah. We played that. I think we played that on our girl, girls episode. I think so. Our gals of rock. Yeah, that's pretty darn cool. Yeah, they tear that song up, man. Just amazing. All right, while we're still on YouTube, the I was going to play um, Everlong by Foo Fighters, mm-hmm. the acoustic version of that. And it's on, it's on Spotify, so we could play it from there. But the origins of the story... Are, I think are pretty cool because he he and Taylor Hawkins were just guests on the Howard Stern show and this is back in 98 and they just whipped it out they've never done it acoustic before really and it made that song blow it's already a great song have the Foo Fighters done like a an unplugged show because um, I know when he was in Nirvana Nirvana did an MTV unplugged not that I've ever seen I don't know someone could probably find right like a video of something out there but yeah not that I've seen when I saw them at Joe Lewis, though, they did an acoustic set oh, in, nice. in the middle of it. They had this, um, like a side stage, like down, mm-hmm. like an island stage down a ramp, and they did an acoustic set. I love when bands do that, man. Oh, yeah. All right, so let's find Howard Stern. I think oh, man, we're going to bring up a Howard Stern on the podcast. <laughs> All right. Bring the volume all the way down so we don't. Yep, because there's a commercial. <sighs> okay. Thank you, commercials. Blinded by the light. Oh, this will be interesting. Yeah, see if I've you never had to do this acoustic. All right, well, let's try it's it. First time. Shorten the breakdown thing. 
thought that was you for a second. <laughs> I often am uh, mistaken for Dave Grohl. <laughs> I've never heard that version. And I dig it. I like it. Yeah. That's awesome. He just whips it out. Right. Yeah. I totally dig that, man. So we have um, some one person in particular we work with hates Howard Stern. Cannot stand the guy. Really? Yeah. He says he's a bully. You know, he treats people poorly. He is one of the best interviewers I've ever ever heard and then like he I love has, listening to Howard Stern man yeah and he's got a relationship with people like Dave Grohl like, right so people really get comfortable coming in to see him and yeah he, they feel he good loves rock he's a huge huge nice. rockhead okay yeah I love me some Howard Stern man yeah he's I don't listen to him as much now they listen to podcasts so I yeah. don't, don't even have Sirius in the car anymore so although when we talked about that the one time though the you said it was like a year subscription for like 70, 80 bucks or yeah. whatever. I was tempted to do that. We ended up getting, uh, it was like six months for 35 bucks or something like that. That's not bad at so all. So I just took it. The funny thing is since I'm driving this loaner car, yeah. since my car's still in the shop. I was going to ask you about that. It's still in the shop. They said really? six, five to six weeks. Holy cow, man. I know. Just give you a new car. That's I'm like, why don't I just keep this one? But it's got serious in it right now. But I still haven't been listening to it that much. I I haven't had serious in years. Yeah. And then we got it just from a trial thing because she bought it for her dad for Christmas. And <laughs> <laughs> is it still creeping down? Yeah, yes, you it's had like it. A thing. You had it horizontal. <laughs> oh man. We need Mike stand Viagra. But so we get serious, man, and then we take this trip to Nashville. I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it, man. I got my stations in there. It's incredible. No commercials. Lots of options. I can listen to the same station from here all the way down and back. It was awesome. Are you stalking me, cat? That's a that's Milo there. He's he's a fat boy. <laughs> he's missing half his tail too. I don't know. All right, don't bite me. Not in the mood for that. I don't want antibiotics. All right, yeah, just come chill. Don't knock my stand over. <laughs> I don't know or, what he's doing. Or I'm gonna bite you. All right, what do we got, man? Mm, do you have something for me? Alice in Chains. Yeah, another one. That's of one of my favorite great. unplugged. Yeah. Because Alice in Chains, you, to me, they're one of those bands that you don't think of doing an unplugged show. They're heavy, grunge, right? And then they bust out acoustic guitars and do these songs that you're used to listening to, like totally heavy grunge. Yeah, we're gonna have to get you a new mic stand. <laughs> well, Jerry Cantrell's a 
He's a talented guy, though, too. Oh, yeah. Even his, I love his solo stuff, too. Yeah, eight, eight Bar Blues. But this is when... 12, uh, 12 Bar Blues, I can't remember the name of it. This is still Lane Staley. Yeah, did this, I, I feel like this almost didn't happen. I mean, he was he was pretty pretty sick at that time, wasn't he? Yeah, the and heroin he was, man. He was pretty thin. He was, he was pretty short-lived in, in rock and roll. Yeah. You know? He's wearing gloves through the entire performance, remember? Yeah. I don't know if that was because... Probably so you couldn't see the... Yeah, did his nails go to junk because of... Probably. Because of the junk? Probably. Um, Drugs are bad, kids. Yeah, what stands out to you on that? Uh, Rooster. That is the one that's about his dad coming home from the Vietnam War, right? I think so. It had a pretty memorable video to it, too. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's one of my favorite songs by Alice in Chains anyway. I love that song.
you know, one thing that's funny about that is I, I would picture like Lane Staley like dead the next day. Yeah. He was still alive for another six years after that. I didn't realize it was that long. Really? Yeah, because he looked horrible. He he was a sounded wreck. Great. He yeah. was a wreck yeah. on that show. But yeah, he sounded incredible. Right. That song stripped down like that. It's just yeah, that punches you right in the chest, man. He was he was singing wise. He was at the top of his game there. I think. Is that Mike Inez on the bass? He's just mm-hmm. thumping at that thing. Yep. That bass really comes forward. Mike Inez, Jerry Cantrell. See a guy who still tours? Jerry Cantrell? Yeah. I feel like, I see like he comes around once in a while. I caught him, oh God, it's probably 15, 20 years ago at this little club down in Toledo and uh, doing a solo. It was awesome. I really dug his solo stuff when he came out with it, though, too. So Yeah. Well, we're going to stay in that vein of, no pun intended, of dead grunge rock stars who oh, did man. MTV. So, you know, we're, <laughs> we're probably going with this one, right? Hit it. That is not acoustic. <laughs> Something else that never really stood, I didn't realize this either is this came out after Kurt Cobain died. It was released. Really? Yeah. Same year, a few months later. I didn't realize that either. It's cool. It's a. It's just cool how they did so many different covers of you know they didn't just do what everyone expected in it. There's no smells like Teen Spirit, right? You know, I wasn't a a huge Nirvana fan. But I think I got turned on to him a little later on. Yeah. When this when this came out, and then like later on in my life, I went back and I was like, oh, never mind. That was a that's a good album. It, CD, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> record, yeah. vinyl. A good album. It still kills me that you see his name on the list of best guitar players, though. Yeah, because he's definitely not. He's, the, he's one of the best guitar players. Right. 
He's on a short list of left-handed guitar players. Tim, Jimmy, Jimmy. Tom, Tommy Iommi. Yeah. Tony Iommi. Tony. Tommy? I think, I, Tommy? Oh, I think I've done that before. Tony Iommi. Uh, what's his name from the Cars? Not Rick Ocasek. The guitar players of um, Lefty. Don't Who's Dead? Uh, no, that's their bass player. What was his I name? I was just doing a, a dive on the Cars, too. I like the Cars, man. That's yeah. a great band. Not Benjamin Orr. Elliot Easton? I think Elliot Easton. I want to say that's it. He's left handed. So. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Now, I mentioned before, all of this stuff is like what we, what we know a lot because it was the MTV Unplugged that's kind of our generation. But there was a whole list of people before this, the singer-songwriters, folk music stuff that came out of the 60s and 70s that was all acoustic. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm a huge James Taylor fan. I love Jim Croce. Um, What's-her-face, Carly Simon, You're So Vain, all that stuff, man. That was some great acoustic music. James Taylor's an amazing guitar player. I got to see him live at Pine Knob. That was a great show. I just respect you for still calling it Pine Knob. <laughs> It'll always be Pine Knob to me. I saw my first Bon Jovi concert there. Bon Jovi with Extreme opening up for him. Oh, yeah. God, I love this song. I do, too. Just yesterday it's a really morning, sad song, too. They let me know yeah. you were gone. Suzanne, the plans they made put an end to you. I walked out this morning and I wrote down this song. I just can't remember who to send it to. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend But I always thought that I'd see you again Won't you look down upon me, Jesus You gotta help me make a stand just got to see me through another day My body's aching and my time is at hand I won't make it any other way Oh, I've seen fire and I've seen rain I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end lonely times when I could not find a friend But I always thought that I'd see you again
Carol King on piano. Really? Yeah. My back turned towards the sun. Lord knows when the cold wind blows, it'll turn your head around. Well, there's hours of time on the telephone line to talk about things to come. Sweet dreams and flying machines in pieces on the ground. Oh, I've seen fire and I've seen rain. I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end. I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend. But I always thought that I'd see you, baby. One more time again now Thought I'd see you one more time again And not a truly 100% acoustic song, but... No, but the acoustic work in it's amazing. And they had a, the band that played on all of that stuff that was amazing too. Leland Sklar on bass. I think... Steve Cropper played on a lot of that stuff back in the day too. Who's an amazing guitar player from the Blues Brothers? Mm-hmm. All right, Donald had... Duck Dunn. Yeah. All right. I was you. Uh, you sent me a song, and I was looking to see if if Mike actually covered it. I thought he did. Oh but, yeah. But I'm not seeing it, so I was going to play his version of it. But who did you have for me? Jim Croce. Who's got a lot of great hits, but I, the song that I sent you is a, is one of my favorites. I remember listening to this stuff. My dad would always have a radio on at night or when he was working in the garage, and this is the kind of stuff he would always listen to when I was a kid. So this just brings back all of that stuff. But I know very little about Jim Croce. I only know a few of his songs. Really? Yeah, it's just kind of always been on the periphery. Mm-hmm. If I could save time in a bottle The first thing that I'd like to do Is to save every day Till eternity passes away Just to spend them with you If I could make days last forever if words could make wishes come true I'd save every day like a treasure And then again I would spend them with you But there never seems to be enough time To do the things you want to do once you find them I've looked around enough to know you're the one I want to go through time with What is Jamie baking? It smells wonderful in here. I have no it idea. Like brownies or something? It may be. I forgot, because I relate everything back to movies, that they used this in an X-Men movie. Really? Yeah. One of the newer X-Men movies? I don't remember it. There's a character that's in 
the X Men movies and the Marvel movies. His name's Quicksilver. So yeah. Really, like, super fast kind of guy. And they do this entire slow motion scene. Well, he's moving really fast, so everything looks it, like right. it's in slow motion. And it's to time in a bottle. Really? <laughs> and it's, it is a really clever scene. Nice. Like, it's, it's worth just pulling up the YouTube video and watching it because it's, it's pretty funny. It's pretty well done, too. Then they did one in the sequel to that movie. They did another slow motion scene with him, um, only they did it to, I think it was Sweet Dreams by the Eurythmics. I'm, I think I remember that one because I really dig that song too. Did the Rhythmics ever do an Unplugged? I don't know. We could let's look it up. Yeah, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. I mean, you could probably find some acoustic stuff out there that they've done if you can spell your Rhythmics. Yeah, <laughs> Google is helping me with that. Rhythmics. Um, there's a version of them doing Here Comes the Rain Again. I don't know if it's acoustic or not. Missionary Man, acoustic. So there's a few things out yeah, there. Somewhere I saw a concert unplugged of the Arrhythmics. Yeah, it says on here, Arrhythmics live album number three, the acoustic set. Let's see if let's see if we can uh pull up anything on on Spotify. But in the meantime, we're gonna play some more Mike Massey. Awesome. Oh man. You're my boy, Blue. See? You're you're just like me. I relate everything back to movies. Love that movie. Typical coffee house, you know, song that you just pull out. No, this song. It's pretty challenging. This is a challenging song to play. The, yeah, to the play picking, and sing. the picking rhythm and stuff is yeah. is kind of weird, and for him to sing it too is just incredible. I can't wait for Friday, man. I know. I'm excited. Somebody playing keyboards? 
unless he actually has a string section behind him. <laughs> Such a good written song, too. We should probably start thinking about getting out of here. Is there anything else you wanted to... This is like every episode, man. We could go on for hours. There's so much acoustic music out there. I did want to hear the... Uh, I don't know if you have something queued up, but I want to hear the LL Cool J. Oh. Um... We can play that before we go. How about we play that and then we'll go out with another mic song. No, that's cool. Let me see. LL. Let's see. LL. Of, oh. of all the people you think about doing an acoustic unplugged, LL Cool J is is not on the list. But it was great. Which. Mama said, knock you out. Oh, that's the whole concert. I don't know. <laughs> Commercial. Love commercials. People still watch Walking Dead. Don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. Energy. Don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I'm rocking my pants. What is something to feel? Making the tears break down like a monsoon. Listen to the bass go boom. Exploding. Overpowering. Over the competition. I'm kind of curious who the musicians are on this. They're doing the background vocals and everything, man. Five Finger Death Punch covered it? Really?
huge. He is just oh, yeah. ripped in this. It's um, Black Crows. Hard to handle. Yeah. Yep. See, I know that lower. That's another band that I love. By the, the way, Black Crows. That's, man. An, that's an Otis Redding song, not a Black Crows. Song. Oh. I'm sure someone did it before him too. Oh yeah. I know it from the cool. Black Crows. Right. But that's a. I love that song. That's a great band, man. I, now I would love to see the Black Crows live. Did we ever talk about doing an episode? They could get along. I was gonna say, did we ever talk about doing an episode of bands who don't get along? No, but that's a great idea. Because you could do that. You could do Oasis. You could do, and it, they doesn't have to be relatives. You could do like Bon Jovi, Chicago, Chicago. You could, there's some great stories to tell oh, yeah. there. All right. So I know where we're gonna be Friday night. The Ark. The Ark. Downtown Ann Arbor. I've never been there. Have you been really? to the show there? Oh yeah, I've been to a few. I saw Keb Mo there, uh, Marty Stewart. It's yeah, a, it's a nice little. It's a it's a small venue. It's nice. That's cool. Good setting. So let's put this one in the books. Cool. I'll shoot a text message over to Mike and say thanks again, and we'll see you Friday. Nice. So yeah, I'd like to say hi to him at least, and yeah, tell him thanks for the interview. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Season two. Season two. I almost said season one, episode two. <laughs> season two, episode one. Nice. Right. What are you going to take us out with, man? Um, Mike doing a little Elton John. Awesome. Peace out, everybody. See you soon. When are you going to come down? When are you going to land? I should have stayed on the farm I should have listened to my old man You know you can't hold me forever I didn't sign up for you I'm not a present for your friends to hold This boy's too young to be singing The blues So goodbye, Yellow Brick Road, where the dogs of society howl. You can't plant me in your pet house. I'm going back to my plow, back to the hell and go loud in the woods, hunting the horny back toad. Oh, I finally decided my future lies beyond. think you'll do there I bet the shoot down your plane It'll take you a couple of vodka and tonics To set you on your feet again Maybe you'll get a replacement There's plenty like me to be found Mongrels who ain't got a penny Sniffing for tidbits like you on the ground 